I love you. I know. What have we here? I suggest a new strategy. You truly belong here with us, fucking club. Welcome, scoundrels, to the Cloud City Casino Podcast. This is Episode 3, The Revenge of the Spouse. We thank you for visiting our fabulous podcast in the clouds. We are the official collecting and gaming podcast of the Second Airborne Division, where you can find us at www.starwarsreport.com. And I am the administrator of this facility and your host, Michael Morris. Unfortunately, Ed can't be with me this week. He's uh, trying on some bandoliers. But, in his place, I have my beautiful wife, Christine, who's going to be recounting her experience at Celebration. What, what? Really, that's your intro? (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) You want to try that again? Say hi to people? (laughs) Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. That's terrible, but I guess. I'll be representing the dark side for you this week. No. So anyhow, let's get into the questions. Alrighty. So, what do you remember your first experience with Star Wars? Ever in my life? Yes. Uh, yeah, actually. Um, I would say probably the first thing I remember was being on a trip one summer. Um, I was at a summer camp. And um, we had free time for an hour in the afternoon, or actually it was three hours. I don't know why I said one hour. And um, they they, uh, were playing Empire Strikes Back. And I remember that um, the most memorable scene for me from that was the swamp scene where Luke meets Yoda for the first time and starts kind of doing some training and, you know, being tested in his um, ability and everything with the force. And I loved it. I've remembered that ever since then. How old were you at that time? I was probably 14. 14? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so was, I guess for a long time, Yoda was your favorite character? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, you know, I mean, who doesn't love the way Yoda talks anyway? But, um, you know, just that he was old and wise and had a few mm-hmm. tricks up his sleeve and always kept Luke guessing. Right. And then is that your favorite character still? No. Who's your favorite character now? <laughs> you thought I was going to join the Rebel Force, but I didn't. <laughs> I slowly drifted over into the dark side, and now my favorite is Vader. Yeah, I do not know how that happened. It's happened very abruptly and very recently, but yeah. I thought slowly, but apparently not. <laughs> Maybe I just didn't see it coming. But And then you also love Chewie. Yeah, I do. I absolutely love Chewie. I, I wish that I could make the sound, but I'm terrible at it. You don't want to hear that. Well, I can't do it either, so I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> Peter Mayhew didn't actually do it anyways. So. Oh, really? Who did it? No, um, it was, I believe it was like two different animal sounds that they uh, merged together and then played. Oh, really? Every time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, or it was ba- It was basically sound editing. But okay. I mean, some people can do it. Uh, but yeah, he's not dependable. Can't, so. Yeah, that's the one thing I hate for the guy is that you know everyone's like, "Hey, make the Wookiee noise," and he's like, "I, I didn't do that. <laughs> so. I just provided the body." Yeah. <laughs> but um, do you remember your first piece of Star Wars merchandise, or the first thing you ever got or purchased that was Star Wars related? Honestly, the I mean, 
I really didn't have any Star Wars related stuff. Um, maybe I got something when Phantom Menace came out. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, um, you know, I had seen the original, well, one of the original trilogy years before that. Um, well, would it have been? I was, tw- well, so you would have been 12, maybe 13 when Phantom Menace came out. So Okay, so then that was, would have been my first experience with Star Wars then. You can't lie on a podcast, Christine. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> okay, so so you saw Phantom Menace before you saw Empire. Yeah. Okay, but you didn't remember. So, but Empire is your favorite. Mm-hmm. Now, has Empire kind of always been your favorite that you remember? Yeah. Or is it just more recently you've kind of, okay. So, did Phantom just not really sit with you or... No, um, because like, I mean, I knew about Star Wars from my dad cause he's a huge nerd, um, or geek or whatever word you want to say. Um, he, he likes Star Wars, Star Trek, um, all that kind of stuff. But, um, I had never really watched all of the movies, but then it was a big deal when Phantom Menace came out because it was the first Star Wars movie made during my time. And, um, it was cool to have merchandise and to go see it with my friends and, then along the you know timeline later, we all had crushes on Hayden Christensen, even though it was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, anyhow, so so you don't remember getting anything until I guess we started dating or got married somewhere yeah. in there. And the first thing I remember you getting was the T-ball. Do you remember getting anything before that that was Star Wars related? Oh yeah, no, I guess that was the first thing. Yeah, unless we got more Doctor Who things prior. before then. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, so do you want to talk about that? My T-ball? Yes. (laughs) Um, so anyone who knows me very well knows that I've suddenly had this fascination with Tivana and really like loose tea. And, um, he found suddenly though, it's, it's been a while now that you've. Okay. A while. A little. (laughs) (laughs) That that um, T-ball is like two years old at least. Yeah. It doesn't feel like we've been married that long. It's three years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he found on ThinkGeek for me a T-ball, which closes up and holds all your loose tea that looks like the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Which one, though? It, I guess it would be the it's first one. the Death one. Star one, yeah. yeah. It, you would not have a good time if it was the Death Star 2. <laughs> no, because it'd be falling apart. Yes. Um, yeah, and then it has a little TIE fighter attached to it that dangles on the outside of your cup. Yeah. Which is really cool. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the show. And start talking about celebration, since that's why you're here. Well, yeah. And so this was your first experience yep. at a Star Wars convention. But mm-hmm. actually, let's let's backtrack a little bit. It's not your first convention, though. No. So um, my uncle's been working at Dragon Con in Atlanta since I was probably 12. And mm. uh, t- take me every, takes me every year. Right. And you've actually been to more conventions than I have. Yep. So by, <laughs> by quite a few. Yep. So how did you, overall, how did you feel about Celebration in comparison to Dragon Con since you've been for so many years? I felt like um, just overall, um, Reed Pop, who managed Celebration, did a, a better job, honestly. Um, don't want to make my uncle upset. Yeah, I, I do love Dragon Vinny's Con. Vinny's going to be mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny does an excellent job, and so does, um, oh my gosh, now I can't remember my favorite guy's name talking about the guy whose name starts with a v yes i don't remember his name oh man yeah it was a cool name yeah it's really hard to like it's i know it starts with a v it's like yeah. v- 
It's not Bernard. Vis- Bernard. There yes. we go. I almost said Vis- Viserys, and I'm like, no, you that's know, Game it's of not Thrones. Viserys. <laughs> Don't discredit him like that. <laughs> um, yeah, Bernard is incredible. My uncle Vincent's incredible. Obviously, I'm a little biased, um, but um, Reed Pop, I felt like they just really had a handle on um, keeping the lines manageable, um, keeping people happy. Um, making sure people didn't get pushy and overcrowded. Right. Um, And maybe they just had more space to work with, too, because Dragon Con's merchandise rooms can get pretty tight. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, Dragon Con has, it's like four or five hotels now in comparison to just the one convention center. I I don't know. It's hard to say. Actually, a lot of people were kind of upset and and not very happy with with some of the organization choices. And there were were a few missteps, but, you know, in in comparison to DragonCon, I agree with you. I I was really, really pleased with how organized a lot of things were and how much forethought went into some of the the decisions that they made. Mm -hmm. You know, just uh, a small thing would be like, you know, the queue lines in the morning being, you know, having the forethought to put a gap between each line that way if someone needed to they could actually walk the line and, or if someone needed to get out of line they didn't have to walk mm-hmm. through you know hundreds of people to get to where they needed they can just hop into that gap and then walk out of the line and then get back in you know to to meet up with their family or whatever so you know a lot of stuff like that i think was was really smart and you don't see and, and a lot of it may not be that they don't think about it they just may not have some of the space you know i mean you probably remember the air in austin panel where we got quite irritated uh, right before it started the guy told us we needed to get in line we're like we thought we were in the line and he's like no you got to go out here and there and then oh yeah we had to stand outside yeah and then someone else is just like it's through this door and so we went out the exit doors you know because the line was right there but we had no way of knowing the guy who was in charge of letting people actually know you know, had his head in the clouds until like maybe five minutes beforehand and then starts yelling at us like it's our fault. So, yeah. And we were, I think we were both wondering too, if uh, it wasn't also that Dragon Con utilizes almost all volunteer. um, Well, I think, I think they had a lot of volunteer work there too, but yeah, Dragon Con is almost entirely volunteer. So Mm -hmm. yeah, Riley and I were joking that it basically goes the board volunteers <laughs> and so so maybe people aren't as motivated to do as as fluid as a job as read pop maybe read pops people were all paid i i think that it's well i think it's a situation of and and i don't know i mean this is purely speculation but i yeah. would think that it's a difference of dragon con is because it's the amount of volunteers they have handling new ever-changing stuff constantly mm-hmm. whereas you know, with with Reed Pop, I think you know. Obviously, they are more of. It's almost like their their job, I guess you would say, versus uh, people who are, are volunteering and they have to come through and then sort of organize something and put it together. So, mm-hmm. you know, I guess they they possibly have a lot more experience because they run other conventions besides okay. just celebrations. So, I, I think they they kind of have a formula. Whereas Dragon Con may be quite, not quite so much, and and I may be hard. I mean, obviously, I'm ignorant on on the ongoing so i don't want to you know to say anything that that's incorrect and kind of discredit dragon con or or whatever so but anyhow let's go ahead and and get into uh your your days at celebration so let's do you want to start the day that we flew in or where where do you want to start 
Yeah, sure. I, I think it's important for us for this trip in particular to get everything because um, I'll go ahead and tell everybody this was my husband's second flight ever. <laughs> yes. And um, I had been on quite a few before this. Um, so I knew what to expect and everything. And it, he had some idea, but only from a much smaller plane, a much shorter distance. So I think he had a rockier ride, unfortunately, for his first flight. Yes, my first flight I flew. However, this we flew in what's the what what, what class did we fly? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, Probably a 737. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Like, like, Oh, sorry. We were coach. Okay, coach. Sorry. I can't remember the class. Yeah. Give me, give me First coach business. Uh, right. So I'm not used to flying, so I can't remember all this stuff, even though I should. But anyhow, yeah, we flew coach this time. But the first time I ever flew, because I was actually uh, working at the radio station, I was able to get uh, business class seats. And it was on Airtran, and it was a much, I want to say, I don't want to say it was a much smaller plane, but it was a smaller plane. But was it like two by two with one aisle instead of three sections with two aisles? Well, it was, it was two by two, but we were in the uh, business class. So it, it, back in the coach, it very well could have been, you know, three, three seats together. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not 100% because, you know, you come in and you sit down and then you fly and then you get out or whatever. Yeah. So, so I'm not really certain. But point being, I actually, we've kind of kind of worked something out and figured out, okay, this is how I need to fly from now on. But yeah, it was just, it, it was rocky. So it wasn't great, but it wasn't so much that that was the issue. It was, it, it had a lot to do with just, you know, the ascension, um, I just, for whatever reason, my ears don't pop, I guess, or whatever. And so I'm looking out the window. I'm like, okay, well, I've never been in a plane before, so I want to look out the window, and I want to see things, and okay, this will be fun. And I wasn't, like, nervous. I was I was slightly excited, you know, but I wasn't, like, su- super excited. I'm like, okay, it's, you know, it's it's a bus that flies. But so I'm looking out the window, and I'm watching, and we're getting up, and we're getting higher, and we're getting higher. And then it just kind of washes over me, and I just kind of go completely pale, start sweating, and I just felt terrible. Like, I just did not feel well at all. Yeah, just super, yeah, exactly. Just so gross. Did not feel well at all. Couldn't think straight. And so I just finally, once we kind of got to altitude, which was not for long at all. We didn't stay at altitude for very long. But we finally got to altitude, and then I'm like, okay. And it kind of started to cool off a little bit, and I started to feel better, you know. And I, I got some water from um, the attendant, and, and then I started to kind of feel a little bit better. And then we kind of went back down, and that wasn't so bad. But like I said, it was really rocky, you know. I mean, you felt like you're kind of, you know, it, like you didn't feel like you had solid ground under you, if that makes sense. So. Oh, yeah, you had a lot of turbulence. Yeah, yeah, and so so it just, I don't know, I felt like I was up in the air, you know, mm-hmm. whereas this time it was much nicer because we just happened to sit down on the wing and, you know, everything felt more solid. It was a much, much more, or a much smoother flight, and I I had a lot more... I don't want to say fun, but I, I, it was much more enjoyable. I took a couple naps on the way over. I did drug him. <laughs> yeah. Gave me just with anti-nausea medicine that yeah, would also so make him drowsy. Yeah. So that I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't, uh, throw up on you, I guess, in case I got, but which is funny cause I don't get seasick at all. Yeah. And I do, which is crazy. Yeah. 
So I, I never get seasick. I don't get car sick. So I thought, eh, yeah, airplane, I'll be fine. I didn't even think about getting motion sickness on an airplane. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I got sick as a dog that first time. So maybe it was a fluke. Maybe it was something else. But, I mean, I, I get the same way. You know, when we go to Dragon Con, that Marriott elevator, we start going up. And then, you know, once we kind of get up to those higher floors, then I'm just like, oh, I can't do this. I'm going to throw oh, up. Oh, see, I thought that that was just afraid of heights no 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 no. because i told you i said it was nausea yeah because it's it's going up remember i told you i said going up makes me sick but coming down doesn't so it's just weird maybe it's in my head and i'm just a crazy person i don't know but we really need to get to the (laughs) the celebration so so we had a good flight we got in and then what and then actually it was kind of crazy we were waiting on our shuttle which uh, at LAX it was only my second time and his first time we're looking around for it forever um finally getting the shuttle and then our only other shuttle buddy happened to be the winner of the Rebel Force Radio tickets Mia I think her name was mhm yeah and um she was awesome she was from Portland um, and she was telling us all about where to go and eat and said that she um knew everything about all the the Star Wars podcasts. Um, so we really enjoyed talking to her and then um, we're kind of sorry to have to split ways, but we did, but we knew we would see her later that night. Yeah. <laughs> um, we went a little bit cheap on our hotel, but it was just because we wanted to spend our good earned money somewhere better. Um, like toys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. Okay. Um, and then um, I think we just kind of relaxed for a while and got Carl's Jr. for the first of many times on the trip. <laughs> Yes, there was a Carl's Jr. right next to our hotel, and I, I was just like, I just, I don't care. I or don't no, we to... ate at Denny's the first night. Did we eat at Denny's the first night? Yeah, okay. and we were not that impressed. So yes, <laughs> we were just kind of like, yeah, I think Carl's Jr. is just fine. Yeah, you know. So, so yeah, we got Carl's Jr. most of the time, just out of pure for me, just tired and being like, this will do. It is chicken. It is substance. Let's and it was inexpensive. So, so anyway, then, um, we got changed. I changed like three times. If you remember, I was like, all right, I'm going to wear my black dress with my Vader jacket and, oh crap, I only have sneakers. I need black flats. We need to go to Target. Yes. So then we went to Target (laughs) to get, yeah, I I forgot about that. Cause I'm a girl and we do that sometimes. And, um, so then we get the shoes. We also get a water bottle, which we were going to share for the whole weekend. Cause we can do that. Cause we're married. We have each other's cooties anyway. <laughs> um, and, uh, what else do we, we got tons of snacks. Yes. we got some snacks. I got Target. the awful fruit pouches. Shoes. You got this. Oh, they were so gross. And <laughs> I really like them. Um, anyway, and then we went back and, um, I ended up changing into a t-shirt and jeans. And then I was like, wait, no, I'm putting my dress back on. Yeah, yeah. So you changed again. So the shoes that we went to Target to buy, the whole reason we went to Target, you ended up not even wearing. Did you even nope. wear them a single time out there? I did. Okay. So one of the days when we were walking to and from. Okay. So, I was. so at least at least they were worn <laughs> one day out there. Yeah. But so then we went to the Rebel Force Radio party. Um, so it was really cool um getting to actually see, you know, the people behind the voice and stuff. Um I had never actually listened to Rebel Force Radio, um, yeah. but, you know, you introduced me to it. Well, you've only recently gotten a uh, an iPhone anyway, so you've, you've been a little oh, behind yeah. on... I'm new to the podcasting. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, how do I do this again? And I'm like, it's really well, easy. a new listener, to... let me put it that way. Yeah. I well, don't make a podcast. <laughs> well, well um, 
Now you're fi- you you have been listening to one because I guess the girls at work got you into cereal. Oh my gosh, I'm so hooked on cereal. <laughs> so you you have got into it, and you know I, I I guess do you do you think you have it down now how to how to do the whole podcast setup thing? Pretty much. Or am I gonna have to go it over again with you later? Um, my the only thing that I have trouble with is um I want it to download properly, and I think that I do it wrong. It's super easy. I'll show you later. You yeah. Pretty much you press that little cloud button and it'll download properly. Okay. Yeah. But so, um, my favorite part about the Rebel Force radio party, without a doubt, was getting to see the guy in person who said, I kind of like it. Yes. Steve Stanton is <laughs> awesome. I never remember his name, but I yep. remember what he said. And yeah, he's he's played several. He's done several voices. And, and most recently he's been uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. But yeah, he's. The I kind of like it stormtrooper here <laughs> in this house. And it was so funny, too, because I remember the day that I was watching that episode for the first time of Rebels and uh, you were at work. Yep. And um, I texted you and said, that's not regulation. I kind of like it. <laughs> yep. And you were that's like, right. yes, everyone loves that. And I was like, yep. oh, they do. Yes, I did very too. Cool. Well, I want to get a TIE fighter and I want to paint it that color. Uh, see, well, colors. Well, colors. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sorry. But yes, I want to paint. I want to do that paint scheme on a TIE fighter, but I got to find one that I want because and they'll they'll probably put you know what? They'll probably put some out for the Force Awakens. So maybe we'll get something soon. But a lot okay. of the older TIE fighters like the that you actually put the Kenner and Hasbro figures in are a lot more expensive than I wanted to pay for them to paint mm. on uh, on eBay. And, and I don't know if they've recently jumped up with uh, the trailer coming and now people are sort of getting excited and wanting to go back and buy the merchandise or if they, that's just something that's kind of kept its value. But, you know, I think the cheapest I saw was like in the 30s, you know, $40, something like that. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to paint it, then I don't want to do that. So yeah. I may look, I may get a model um, or I may... I know there's a, there's sort of like mini versions at uh, Disney. So I may look at doing one of those things or wait till The Force Awakens. I don't okay. have much time to be doing all these projects I want to do anyways. But. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So we did that. And it, it, you remember anything else from the, the party? Um, they had pretty good food. Um, yeah. Those chicken wings were awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there was the guy that did a song about, um, oh, gosh, what was it? The, uh, it was Rescuing. the Padme. Yeah. The Padme song. Yeah. And I, I believe his name is Din, and he does the Rebel Force Radio intro. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And um, I did think Jimmy was hilarious. Yes. I didn't Jimmy get to hear a, much of the other guy, but. His name is Jason. Jason. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jason. But yeah, both of them are, both of them are really funny guys. And, uh, and they were okay on the eyes. <laughs> 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 All right. So anyhow. Um, and then you kind of started to not really feel very well, right? Now what happened? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want me to say, but, I, um, I've had Crohn's disease for about 10 years and, right. um, and so you're kind of having, so a long day for me, especially when we're three hours behind, um, it gets even longer, especially, you know, when you have a body that's not up to snuff right. with everybody else. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was feeling really depleted about halfway through the party. And didn't know what to do because I knew that he wanted to stay for the yeah. entire thing and then some, and I wanted to lay down. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you kind of chilled sitting in a seat for a little bit, and then eventually it was, you know, it just we needed to get back to the hotel. So. Yeah. So we did kind of bail out kind of early. I gave Riley our 
tickets, and I didn't. Che- I need to check and see if he ended up winning anything. If he got the lifetime supply of cupcakes that we weren't there to get, <laughs> I'd be like, dude, it's a lifetime supply. You can spare one or two hundred. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to ask and see. So um, then we went home and went to bed because the next night was the first day of well, the next night. The next the, day. <laughs> back up. Edit. ADR. Um. The first day was, the next day was the first day of the celebration. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk about that? Going so that? that was huge. Um, first to say we could have been killed by everyone in line. Thankfully, they took mercy on us. But we decided that we knew that the opening panel with J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy and all those you know cast people was going to be this morning, um, and that we did not want to go at 6 p.m. the night before during the Rebel Force radio party and wait all night long. Then we found out that we missed out on J.J. Abrams' pizza. Yes, J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy had pizza ordered for everyone who waited overnight, which I'm sure everyone's heard about by this point. But and I yeah. deemed it J.J. Pizza. And you call it J.J. Pizza. And I looked at him very angry and said, we missed J.J. Pizza? Yeah. Really? Because it was my fault because I was the one who wasn't feeling well and we had to go back to the hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love how you're like, you're like, I can't. I gotta go back to the hotel room. And then you're like, I can't believe you made me miss J.J. Pizza. What? I, what? <laughs> It wasn't me. We could have laid down on the concrete. Whatever. I didn't realize that was an option. <laughs> so anyway, so then his plan, which was pretty good, was um, to go, you know, just get dressed and run over to the convention center and see if we could get wristbands for the behind the scenes screening of yeah. the panel. Yeah, getting the, the stage. Um, in a different room. Uh, simulcast yep. was the word. And um, so we walk up and we're trying to ask a staff person, hey, where do we get in line to get a wristband? And they said, oh, we're we're, we're we are actually still accepting people for the main stage wristbands if you want to grab one and then you can go do whatever. And we were like, wait a minute, you just get a wristband and then we can leave and come back? And they were like, yeah, whatever. If you have a wristband, then you have a wristband and we'll just call you the color when we're ready and yours is orange. And so they just put them on us and we're like, okay. So the people that waited 14 hours (laughs) were looking at us like, we should die. I don't think anyone looked at us like that. <laughs> well, it felt that way to me. I felt the eyes. I didn't see. Well, first <laughs> off, I wasn't noticing anybody else. I don't think any of them were paying because the people that were around us weren't the people who waited 14 hours. Yeah. And that's true. also we were like, whoa, this is the greatest moment of all time. I get to get in the panel and breakfast. Yeah. Because so. I would have been really upset if there was no breakfast. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so we went and got breakfast and then came back. And um, while we were waiting, we actually met a couple of really cool guys we ended up hanging out with some Mm -hmm. more during the weekend. Uh, Where are they from? Minnesota? I wish you wouldn't have asked me that because I don't know. Yeah, I think it was Minnesota because our friend's girlfriend is also from there. Or wife. (gasps) <laughs> yes. I just said girlfriend. They're married. And, She's and by kill me. By friend you say our friend, but you have to remember that is best friend. Well, Co pilot. No. Are you just gonna I'll you, stop interrupting you? You're just gonna take over the show, aren't you? No. No. Yes. <laughs> it's my plan. But sorry, I was talking about Eddie Deese and his wife <laughs> Bethany Deese. Yes. Firehammer. Yeah. Anyway. I, I suggested that, I don't know if he wants us talking about all of this stuff, but... Maybe not. I suggested that he actually take her name, because I said Firehammer was way cooler than Deese. I'm like, how much, how much, uh, 
attachment do you have to that name anyway? He's like, yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, well, then take Firehammer because it's awesome. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. And she just wanted something normal, so. Yeah, well, they are both ridiculous. And, yes, it was Minnesota. um, And uh, I'm actually, uh, I don't know if. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name wrong. It was Michael Andrews or Mikel Andrews. I'm not sure. He spells oh. it. He spells Mitchell. It. it could be Mitchell. I don't know. It's M I K E L. Oh, that'd be Michael. Okay. But he he actually I think he listens. So he's. Might hey. We might want to edit this <laughs> to sound like I totally knew if remembered how. <laughs> but I can't remember things. It was a busy weekend. Yeah. So anyhow, so, so we met yeah. them in line, yeah. And then um, we get our place, and um, we're all being, you know, herded into the gigantic main stage area, and um, we ended up going toward one floor, and it looked like that was full, so we went up to another one. And no, then, it went down. Oh, down. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, we actually, we ended up getting, we started on the third floor, and they said, nope, go down to the second floor, and we were actually on the first, uh, like the first, bow- yeah, the first row. <laughs> Sorry. You just ruined the podcast. Sorry. There's no sneezing in podcasting. I have allergies. Okay. You're fired. So we got on the balcony. Yeah. First row of the balcony on the second row, which is pretty good seating, I think. Mm -hmm. Especially for a stage that had such a huge screen to also broadcast everything. Yeah. And I don't remember who the host's name was. What his name was. Nobody does. It's fine. Okay. He was from like Entertainment Weekly or some such. Yeah. I don't know. He I think wa- he was from E. Um, I don't know. He had good hair. That's all I remember. Really? Yeah. He okay. had like that like Superman, like Clark Kent, wavy brown, you know, the whoosh, hair. Dude, I couldn't even tell you the dude's race or nationality. <laughs> I, I was like, who is this dude and why is this not Star Wars? <laughs> Um, and so I don't really remember the entire order of how it went, but I know that I think first they called out um, JJ and Kathleen. Yes. And then they ended up bringing out the new cast and then the old cast or the original trilogy cast. Let's not call them old. That'd be mean. <laughs> okay. So anyhow, yeah. So they brought out the uh, the cast of... The Force uh, Awakens. Uh, yeah, everyone who's going to be in Force Awakens, with the exception of Harrison Ford, because they they said that, you know, or, or they implied, at least the way I picked up on it, was that they did have intentions for him to be there, but with his recent plane crash, that, you know, they did have him at home kind of recouping. But she said, and maybe I heard wrong or, or, or I'm remembering incorrectly, but she pretty much said, yeah, he's going to be here. She's like, I'm going to make sure he's here next year. Yeah, so, no, I remember her saying that. How... But However, damn next year his is. scoundrel tendencies. <clears throat> he had to go and, you know, get in an old plane and crash it so he couldn't be there. Yep. Whatever. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally hung. Totally selfish of him to, <laughs> to, you know, be in an accident so that we couldn't get a, a meet and greet. Yep. Harrison, you better be there next year. Wait, I won't be there next year. <laughs> yeah, because it's going to be in England. I'm trying to talk him, in, him into it. I mean. Really? Into Orlando? Or talk him into flying you talk out to England. Talk you into London. Oh, talk me into London. Okay, I thought you were talking about Harrison. And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to talk Harrison into taking me to London, but yes. that's not happening because we don't talk. <laughs> right, right. So, okay. Well, anyhow. So um, we, I would say, obviously, the coolest part about the entire panel was getting to see the trailer before everybody else. Well, technically, we were in the room. Did but they we, not? Did they not? They aired it live online. 
Right. So then it yeah. wasn't before. So it wasn't before everyone else. I'm sorry. It was sorry. at the same time. Stop trying to... You know what? <laughs> I'm trying to sound cooler than everybody else, and I shouldn't. No. This is about sharing fandom, okay? Not okay. rubbing people's noses and how great you had it in your experiences. Okay. It's sharing experiences, <laughs> not bragging experiences. Sorry, See, my I'm dark side is showing. I was going to say, this is what happens when you bring a Sith onto the podcast. <laughs> so here's the thing Ed and I have been talking about. Huh. Is we're like, so the Sith, there's always two. A master and apprentice. And I'm like, which one is she? Oh. I'm, I'm like, and, and, and who is the other? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes, honestly, I wonder about Bethany. <laughs> so, so Bethany is, but is Bethany the master or the apprentice? Sometimes she's pretty quippy. I would think she'd be the master, but I don't know. Okay, well, we'll see. I'll, I'll have to let Ed know that <laughs> that may be the case to to look out and see if she shoots uh, dark side lightning while he's not looking or something. Yeah. So anyway, um, and then let's see. Okay, first coolest part: the trailer. Second was uh, BB-8. BB-8 was pretty awesome. And that is one thing, even though I just said don't rub, uh, you know, rub your experiences in other people's faces or whatever, but I I stand by being able to look at BB-8 and then look at BB-8 on the screen. It's, there, there's nothing compares. Actually mm-hmm. seeing that little droid live moving around was like, I mean, it was like watching a magic trick and you're trying, you're like, how did yeah, and what's oh, going everybody on? in the know. audience was talking about how did they make this right. possible? Because he was rotating 360 degrees on that bottom wheel. Yeah, I mean, he was just ball. Yeah, he was just swirling around everywhere with that head staying in place, and it would turn around and light up and had emotions, and you know, and he could just move so uh, fluidly. And I was just like, "This is magic! This <laughs> is the force!" <laughs> and of course, you know, That's, I'm yeah. like dissecting it immediately. I looked at him and I was like, "Well, there's a gyroscope, obviously, in the ball." And, and I'm like, shut up. the head on, it's got to be magnetic, so. Like, you're ruining it. <laughs> Don't take apart the magic. Yeah. But, yeah, it was very, very cool. And then getting, obviously, to see JJ and Kathleen in person and talking about something they love so much was incredible. Yes. Yeah. Both He's of a cool them, guy. Yeah. Both of them uh, are definitely huge fans of the franchise, and, mm-hmm. and that really came out. And Kathleen was wearing her Her Universe t-shirt that she had picked up the night before. Oh, yeah, she was. I forgot about that. All I remembered was the white blazer. Yeah, but she had under that, she had her, uh, it was the Star Wars logo spelled out in lightsabers. So it was almost like a neon type shirt, but it was Mm -hmm. actually lightsabers uh, spelling out Star Wars, which was really cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, I loved her telling the story of how George Lucas asked her to be the CEO, I guess, of the company now, um, because, you know, I guess people kind of think at first, well, who's this lady and, you know, why a lady and um, can she really fill those shoes kind of thing? And she totally does. Yeah. I, I think, mean, I think, I think that think she's so, yeah. got the confidence, the knowledge and the love for it that you would want. Oh, yes. And I think I, I for one, am extremely positive about the future of Star Wars. I'm 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 looking forward to it. Uh, and with Disney, uh, yes, I, I think it's I think it's in a good home. I think we've got good things to come, and you know I'm hoping that a lot of the naysayers and a lot of the the people who are being negative and and uh, cynical uh, will be able to quickly uh, stop doing that and actually enjoy the franchise once again. Mm-hmm. So, anything else that you really enjoyed? Any standout moments from that panel? 
Um, getting to see the new cast people in person mm-hmm. was awesome. Who was your favorite of the three new ones? Like uh, just oh. hearing them talk. I really like. Um, oh my gosh, now I can't remember his name. Well, there's there's uh, John Boyega. Yes, John Boyega. John Boyega. He ha- he was really cool. Yeah, I and that. I can't help it. I've got a soft spot for the Brits. I like the way they talk. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, he does have that accent. And uh, my my favorite was because see he let in with like you know he was trying to kind of drop his Star Wars cred like hey guys I'm a fan too you know I play a lot of Force Awakens mm-hmm. and you know me I'm like okay I mean that's fine or whatever but that's you know no big deal and and not that I judge what any, did he play a lot of uh, I'm sorry not Force Awakens <laughs> <laughs> I apologize a lot of people are doing this this is not just me but uh, the Force Unleashed game oh, okay and I I was like well that's kind of a weird choice to try to you know to try to explain your fandom or whatever and and like I said not not like he needs to or not that I'm judging anyone I mean personally I don't care if uh you know if they're good actors and they really can portray a part I don't care if they're a big Star Wars fan or not I mean Mm -hmm. certainly it helps but it's I'm not the kind of person to who's gonna be like well how long have you been a Star Wars fan or whatever you can't play a Jedi like I don't care it's like are you a phenomenal actor and are you gonna make me really love this character and, and love Star Wars even more awesome you're hired yeah they don't actually give me any sort of power to do that, but but, pers- <laughs> but that's you know, what you would do, right? But personally, I, I don't care. So anyhow, that's off the track. But the part where it really sold me when I was like, "This dude's a big fan," is when he said he had the giant uh, Han Solo. Oh, yeah. yeah, he had the the at Toys R Us. I'm sure uh, several of you know you can get the giant uh, jumbo action figures. Well, no, it's not the jumbo action figure. It's the, oh. I can't think of how many inches it is. I think it's 18 inches. Yes. I believe okay. it's the 18 inch Han Solo in Stormtrooper garb action figure that he took up to, uh, to Harrison Ford and asked him to sign. And he said, Harrison responded, this is weird, but okay. <laughs> and he signed it. <laughs> and I can't imagine, like, I don't think I would do that. Like, I mean, maybe I would, but I just could not imagine him just being like waddling out there. Well, not waddling, but like, <laughs> <That's mean. laughs> I don't know why I would imply that John Boyega waddles, but I, I, I don't know. I guess it's the imagery of just being like super excited with his big uh, uh, Han Solo action figure, just, you know, walking up like, hey, Harrison, will you sign this for me? You know, it's just. It's so and Harrison crazy. just being like, I, what? <laughs> okay now didn't they say or was this the rebels panel but didn't they say he he actually got everyone to sign because he already had pre-releases of the action figures and had the entire cast sign them and they even joked that he had signed his own action figure oh i don't remember i can't remember if that was him or if that was someone on rebels but i think it was john maybe Boyega. it was him yeah i want to say it's john Because i don't think they said that in the rebels panel right because i remember someone was asking about it but i couldn't think of who who in the rebels panel would have uh would have done that so yeah. but but yeah i think it was john boyega they they were aggravating him about that you know he had the the figures already and that he actually had already signed his own figure <laughs> like here i'll give this <laughs> get this ready for you right um but yeah i i loved that and um Oh gosh, what else? Um, oh yeah, so the biggest thing that Michael was saying about me on this trip was that it surprised him how much of a fan I ended up being. Yeah, um, I did not realize that your fandom ran so deep, but that's that's kind of how. Yeah, that's kind of how how this was. I mean, I think it really pulled 
you know, a lot of people were saying like it pulled, uh, you know, the, the four year old out of you, pulled the seven year, you know, basically however old you were when, when you were, had your eyes open to star Wars, I think you just kind of, everyone reverted back to that age for that moment. And it was just, it was very magical that experience. And for me, it was that I've always looked up to Leia, um, and it may sound kind of cheesy, but I mean, I thought she was the original, like, bad. She you can't keep cussing on this podcast. I'm going to have to bleep that. You can't, you can't, <laughs> this is a family show. You cannot That's keep cussing. That's barely a cuss word. Well, it's still a cuss word. <laughs> so anyway, I thought that I Leia was awesome and that you know she basically she could fight she was still a woman you know that could look attractive and wear the you know um ceremonial dress and everything but you know when it came time she could put on the you know outfit and get the gun and she was ready to go right and it's you know that's the thing is that it star wars starts out as that sort of that classic you know rescue the princess type thing and it turns into the you know hey we're rescuing the princess oh no the princess is rescuing us now you exactly know? and so, she thinks that yes. you know Luke and Han are both just idiots and doesn't know what she, how she got stuck with right, them right <laughs> exactly so yeah it's I I think that Princess Leia as far as you know I guess you'd say feminism or or strong women characters go or whatever I think that she was definitely a pioneer you know yeah. and and some people you know, may try to find holes with that or whatever, but I, I I'm going to disagree with him. I, I think she was a huge pioneer in that. So no, I don't think it's cheesy for you to, you know, to sort of, to look up to her for that. I think it's really cool. Okay. But yeah, I mean, that was why I actually, I was surprised with myself during the panel that when Carrie Fisher walked out on stage, um, I started to cry <laughs> and I, and I looked at him and was like, I'm sorry. He was like, Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Um, because I just, um, you know, I've always seen her as, like I said, this person to look up to the character, I guess a little more than <laughs> the actual Carrie herself. She's um, a bit out there but at this she's point. Fun. In yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like that. She's such a feisty older lady. It is funny. So, all right, let's talk about the trailer and then we got to move on because yeah. we are just uh we are so, just in the first little bit of of, yeah. the, of of the celebration experience, but what about the trailer really really set in for you? What was the point where you were just like, okay, it's go time? So, the thing honestly, the part that got me the most was the very end, the scene with Han and Chewie and he said, "Chewie, we're home." Right. It was just, you know, it, it felt like someone was saying, I'm home. You yes. Know, like. Yeah. That's a lot of people have said that. And, and I agree. It was it was almost like he, he wasn't say you know, Han wasn't saying Chewy, you and I are home. He was like, Chewy, me, you, the entire audience were all home. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And it's and it really did sort of wrap it all up in that w- nice, warm feeling of, hey, Star Wars is back. The Star Wars that we grew up with, we love the Star Wars. We know it's right here and everything's OK again. And then we got released into more Star Wars world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for the next three days, it, you know, we kind of got to revel in it. And so. then they even said, who wants to see an encore? And everyone yes. said, yes, <laughs> obviously. Right. Because over it, and over and over again. It was so much to process. Yeah. So so we did get to, to kind of see that that come back again. So, But I like that um, just this last little thing I was going to add mm-hmm. was I like that it's not really clear in the trailer mm-hmm. who the players are because they say um, 
you know, um, oh, how did he say it in the beginning? He was like, the force is strong in our family. Right. Um, my father had it. No, he said has it, actually. Oh, has it. Yeah, okay. That's a big thing. It doesn't, yeah. I don't think it really matters. I don't think they're trying to imply anything. Okay. But it, it's that, those were the words that Luke spoke to Leia in Return of the Jedi. So. Okay. So, yeah, he says, my father has it. My sister has it. I have it. You have that power, too. Right. And so it's like, okay, who's he talking to? Right. And um, you see all these really cool, like, little clips. And um, and then you jump into the, you know, full-on action with the ship and the right. speeder and everything. Right. Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, a lot of people are speculating. I'm. I try to stay away from the spoilers. I've, mm-hmm. I've kind of listened to some of the, you know, the things that were coming out, and people were like, "Oh, it's this or this or whatever." But I think a lot of that's kind of become more. Uh, you know, we are starting it to get spoilers possibly at this point that are more verified and are more spoilers rather than you know like speculation right uh, uh, you know because initially they're like this person's playing this part you know this because I'm sure. I may have even told you, and it's been released now, so I don't feel too bad about saying it. Like, for instance, Gwendolyn Christie is going to be Captain Phasma. So the, you know, that uh, chrome stormtrooper that you saw walking with a cape? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to be Gwendolyn Christie. Okay. So Who's Gwendolyn Christie? How do you not know? She is um, Brian on Game of Thrones. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I approve. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so she is actually Brian on, on Game of Thrones, and she... Uh, she's going to be playing that character. Okay. But, you know, there's still a lot that's like, hmm, I don't know and everything. So I've come up with my own sort of like speculations because we know now there's the First Order. You know, it's that's the major uh, faction or evil faction. And then there's the Resistance, mm-hmm. you know. And I, my theory right now is because they, they've said that essentially something happens and John Boyega's character and how he chooses to, to do it or whatever, he becomes, he uh, goes into great danger. And we know it seems like, you know, he, he's definitely on the run. He meets Daisy Ridley. So my thoughts are trying to think back to New Hope is, you know, they talk about that Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, and Oscar Isaacs are like the big three. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's, you know, it's, it's, I think it's pretty clear that it, it seems like at least Oscar Isaacs is sort of playing, you know, he's that, that pilot, you know, the best pr- freaking pilot in the galaxy, as he mm-hmm. said. Um, so I think he's kind of a little more of the Han Solo type. And John Boyega, you know, he seems to be kind of falling into to this situation or whatever. It seems like maybe he's a little more the Luke type, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't think necessarily that uh, Ray or um, Daisy Ridley's character is going to be a Princess Leia type. I'm no. thinking I'm thinking she's gonna be Obi Wan. Maybe because I mean they said she's like a, a scavenger and you know, right. um you know, her, her outfit is made of whatever she could right. find and Which is kinda like I said, she seems like she's kinda living that more secluded, you know, life in hiding, kinda like how Obi Wan was. And uh, you know, if so I'm thinking that possibly this first order, it sounds like this sort of uh you know, I don't know. It, it sounds like maybe, or to me, I'm thinking, oh, I bet they, they're Jedi hunters. You know, I bet they're they're trying to wipe out Jedi because they thought, oh, oh yeah. hey, the the Jedi, you know, they they brought, they keep bringing us down. You know, it, it's our mission to uh, to destroy them. They destroy, destroyed the old Republic and now, and then they destroyed the Empire. You know, like it's our mission. I'm just thinking, this is all speculation. Yeah, but it's and, possible. 
Um, and and then so I'm thinking maybe they find out that he has force powers, so he has to go on the run. And then he meets Daisy Ridley, who, like I said, is sort of his his uh, now. Uh, you know, teacher. his teacher. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say master necessarily, but mm-hmm. um, and then from there, then that might make Luke the Yoda type. Mm, maybe. So I don't know. So, this yeah. is purely speculation. <laughs> I've, I've got a lot of different stuff on it, or that I'm kind of thinking up. I'm like, ooh, maybe this is this. Like I actually, I I keep saying this and i'm going to say it until i can actually be proven otherwise please no one send in uh spoilers or anything like that i mean actually seeing the movie but i think kylo ren's lightsaber is a uh re-pieced together version of vader's lightsaber oh okay interesting because i if you look at it it to me some of it looks like uh if you look at the top the emitter looks like it's the two parts of the emitter you know the interior piece is actually flipped up and uh on top of the outer like more shroud piece mm-hmm. rather than being kind of tucked inside mm-hmm. and then of course it ha- seems to kind of have the uh the two little side pieces uh for the mm, the guard that kind of come out you know sort of seem to be welded on mm-hmm. and then it still seems to have that sort of graflex uh, flash look to it, you know, like they used. Actually, they didn't use the Graflex for, for Vader's, but point being, it has that flash look, you know, that solid steel piece. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it, except for when you get down, it almost looks to me like it's opened up because we know that the lightsabers kind of open up in a way, but I'm not mm-hmm. real sure how uh, how how Vader's would, would open up to kind of access the crystal or whatever, but it actually looks like it's not closed completely. And you see those, you know, those sort of black grips or whatever is what it looks like to me that are kind of down and they're not, uh, it's not engaged all the way. So it's not all put together. So I'm wondering if maybe, uh, Kylo doesn't have an, uh, the proper idea of how to put it back together or through damage of maybe the explosion of the Death Star or whatever happened, you know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it, it couldn't be put back together in that exact piece. But, you know, we've already seen someone picking up the, the burnt mask of Vader. So I'm thinking yeah. maybe that was his his lightsaber, you know, maybe. and that, that was him trying to put it back together. Mm-hmm. So and then I'm also wondering if maybe he's not the villain. You thinking he is a villain? No, I'm thinking, well, because everyone's like, well, he's got a red lightsaber, so clearly he's Sith and he's evil. I'm like, but maybe not. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's, you know, um, kind of, maybe he's maybe he's Luke's son, you know, um, and maybe he, you know, Luke said, hey, we're going into hiding. And Kylo wasn't old enough at the time to know Vader. And he's like, oh, you know, I just, I don't necessarily, you know, he's kind of in his rebellious state. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of leaning more toward, you know, going down the Sith route or whatever, but not necessarily a bad guy. Mm-hmm. So it's possible. And, and I don't know. And a lot of people are saying, well, you know, we've seen him with the snowtroopers behind him. And here's the thing. Are the snowtroopers behind him because he's leading them? Or are they behind him because they're... He's a prisoner. Yeah, because he's a prisoner that they're marching out. I don't know. Yeah. But I haven't heard anyone else like with this theory, and it's probably because they may have more spoiler information than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. And, and that's where, you know, I'm excited about this because all these sort of things that I'm thinking of in my mind, I'm like, yes. I'm like, this is great. I don't know. Yeah, I can I'm, tell. I'm coming up with all these stories in mm-hmm. my head, you know, of, of what might be. And I love that. I don't, I don't want it spoiled for me. I want to keep sort of piecing things together and and trying to link a story idea in my head, mm-hmm. you know, and then see what actually happens. You and know? then be like, yes, it was everything I wanted and more. 
Yeah, or it was nothing that I had in my head, but thank God, because that was awesome. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, because of this and this, that would have been ridiculous. You mm-hmm. know, so I don't know, but it's to me, it's it's sort of that fun game that you with Star Wars. You know, uh, he, you used to didn't get to play that often. You know, we thought yeah. we were going to get Phantom, uh, Attack of the Clones, and then uh, Revenge of the Sith, and that was it. We're done. We're out. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I didn't expect to get to play this game again. So I've been super enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Uh. So. After the thing was all over mm-hmm. and and we got out of there, we ran into Paul Shear, who apparently was like right there where we were. That's right. I forgot about that. Yep. We, we were all leaving the main stage. Yep. And, he's and walking we're just out right walking by. Us. And then did I point him out? No, I pointed him out to you. But you yeah. said Andre. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name at the time. I but, couldn't but, either. Yeah, it's Paul Shear who plays Andre Nozick on the television show and you The know League. I want to say the other name, but I'm not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so anyhow, yeah, he he was actually like right there where we were watching the, uh, you know, watching the panel, which was really cool. Yep, just and being another fan. Super, yeah, super nice guy. You know, he he's like, yeah, we can do pictures, whatever. He took you a know? picture with us. He yeah. acted like he was excited to be in the picture with right, us. Right, because I wasn't of, even, you know. yeah, I wasn't even going to get a picture with him. But he's like, no, nah, it's cool. He's like, we'll, we'll do a picture, you know. So so I got a picture with him as well. And uh, you you asked for a hug, too. And he's like, sure, why not? And he gave you a big hug. Because I'm so darn cute. Who doesn't want to <laughs> hug me? So, yeah, he was he was very cool. Uh, and I, I enjoyed getting to meet him for like a half a second. So. Yeah. So, yeah. And then um, we ended up finally getting through the crowd and getting to the um, con store. Yep. We went or directly the celebration to celebration store. I yeah. keep saying That's con. That's fine. fine. So, yeah, um, we went directly to the celebration store, which was a totally different experience. It was insane. Yeah. Um, people were running around like it was like armageddon and this was the last of the bread and the milk yeah <laughs> um people were like oh my god i want the chewy and i want the max rebo plush and those are actually not the ones they were after though those oh, are the ones yeah, that you yeah, can still sorry. get on readpop.com they if, were... if anyone's interested in getting those they're very cool but those were not the uh the items that people were trying to get to first yeah actually what they went for first was the pins and the lanyards yes the pins uh i mean we're getting wiped out. And these were just like the little individual sets. There was one that was two pins, a Luke and something else on a lanyard that had like the cartoons on it. Um, and then there was the pack of four um, mm-hmm. yes. and there were different packs of four. Yeah, yeah, they had they had a few different sets. You can actually go and and you can find those online. They had, uh, for instance, there was the uh, the New Hope pack. There was the. Uh, Return of the Jedi and the Empire Strikes Backpack. Okay. So they had them. They were basically, um, they're sort of caricatures of the original Kenner action figures. So they're very neat. And we only managed to get the lanyard with the Stormtrooper Luke on it. <laughs> yep. And uh, and not that he didn't look cool, but it wasn't the like most desired of all the pins or anything. Yeah, I just I didn't have any interest in that one. Yeah. But but we needed a lanyard, and but yeah, and the so, lanyard was um, really cool. We were actually waiting because the wall of lanyards had already been cleaned out, and yes. then somebody came and brought up more, and um, we we were both reaching in to grab one, and he lost, and I managed to get one lanyard right. with the Luke on it. Yes, um, and then we got him just a plain. Um, regular celebration lanyard, but it's still really cool looking. Yes, I, I like it. I, I think it looks really cool. So I'm glad we got one of each instead yeah. of just two of the exact same thing. So I was um, happy with that. But uh, overall, um, we ended up getting a bunch of stuff from the store and um, then waiting four hours in yep. line. 
Well, let's let's not get straight to the the negative, but okay. we got some other stuff too. So let's talk about all the other things that we got. You so, got I got your, some awesome stuff. Well, hold on, we'll save your shirt for last because that's the that's the cool thing. So okay. I got for myself t-shirt. I wanted to get the uh, no time to discuss this with the committee, and then the I'm not a committee shirt, and I thought that'd be kind of cool if we both wore those. But someone was being a little Sith and didn't want to participate. Cause At first, I liked them when I saw them online. But then when we got there and I saw them in person, I just didn't like the faces as much in person. You didn't. It, it had a it had an old uh, comic book style feel to it. So when yeah. you see it, a lot of times the way that they would color in comics in the old days were essentially uh, dots, mm-hmm. you know, so they had these dot coloring. So when you look at it up close, you can actually see all the dots and that's the style that they did it in. And you didn't care for it, even though I think it looked vintage and awesome. Well, you know, you can't have everything. No, I, <laughs> I, I don't want everything. I just wanted the shirts. I didn't think it was too much to ask for, especially how much you spent over the weekend. So anyway, I decided <laughs> against the matching shirts. So we didn't get the matching shirts and I wasn't going to get the one if she didn't get the other so yeah we didn't we didn't end up getting that so we got our lanyards we got oh goodness what else did we get it was oh i got my my shirt which was the i have you now shirt oh yeah that's actually really cool it is really cool it's vader's targeting computer where he has luke in the uh in the the targeting computer which looked really really cool Mm -hmm. um what else did we manage to get? I felt like we got some. For me, um, I ended up, well, I guess that's the only thing I remember picking out in the store was um, the shirt. I thought we got I had originally lot. picked out the Leia towel, and then I ended up yeah, putting put that, that back. back. Yeah. Um, we got the Salacious Crumb Clock later. Yeah, we came back and got that on the last day when things were a little more settled down. Oh, I had picked out the Hera shirt. Yeah, from and, Rebels, but, you but that, I ended up putting that back. Yeah, because you weren't that into it, and then you put that back. Yeah, we uh, did have a minimum we had to spend in order to get the two pins. Um, yeah, you were after a, the Yoda pin. Yeah, and then there was also a Han and Carbonite, which is pretty cool, but I wanted Yoda more than anything. Right, and then when we were maybe 12 people maybe away from checkout, they come up and tell everyone, and now this is after four hours, they tell everyone, yeah, uh, we just sold out of the Yoda pins. So we were really upset about that, but they still had the Han and Carbonite, so we, we figured out what the, you know, we're like, okay, well, we'll kind of put up a couple things. So I remember we put up the hair shirt, because you weren't super into that one, but you're like, you kind of liked it. Yeah. And then, um, so we, we put up the program, which was really nice, but it was like $20. I'm like, I don't know if I want to spend so $20 really just on a that. program. Yeah. yeah. And then... Seems like we put up one more thing. I had picked out the chewy sock monkey and then yeah, and, and you put that. that. But then you ended up getting it back later. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So we put those three three things back, and I just I felt like there was something else that we got because I I thought we were just like loaded down with things from the store. Yeah, but now so. that I now that I think about, it, I can't think of what else we might have got. I know we're missing something big. Mm, I don't know because hmm. we didn't get the Akbar sushi set. No. Um, and we didn't get the clock at that time. Um, and then they had the lanyards. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I got my cog bag. 
That's right. You did. You got your... <laughs> because, I mean, when you can't have a Yoda pin, you have to get then get the cog bag. Right. And by <laughs> cog bag, you mean it was sort of like a... Wh- it was how a would, black messenger bag. Yeah. It's, but it's not your standard messenger style bag. It's a little different, which like it looks kind of cool. Yeah. It's more narrow. Um, it looks like what um, recently I saw described mm-hmm. as a tablet bag. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I can see that. Yeah. It looks almost like... like yeah. It, We'll call it a tablet bag. Why not? Mm-hmm. That, that makes sense. But, it's, you know, it's bulkier. It's not just thin enough to put that in there. But, yeah, and it's it was black. Now, there was two versions of it. So there yeah. was the green one with the Rebel insignia on it. And I was like, oh, that's nice. I mean, do you like that one? You're like, actually. I want the black one with the cog <laughs> with on it. With the Imperial it. cog, yep. <laughs> so so you did get that one. That's right. Yep. So that that may be everything that mm-hmm. we got from the store, at least the first trip. And then the most awesome part of the first trip was, of course, that I found a shirt in my size, which is hard because I'm really tiny. Um, <laughs> That's right. It yeah. was an extra small Force Awakens shirt with the release date on it of December 18th, right. 2015. Which is the first piece of Force Awakens merchandise that anyone can buy. And yep. people were going nuts asking, where did you get that? What blah, blah, blah. You know, oh, yeah. Everyone wanted that shirt. It even got to the point of where we were waiting in line to see one of the movies. Um, a guy asked if I was willing to take it off and sell it to him. Yeah. And I'm like, but then I wouldn't have anything to wear. Yeah. And also, <laughs> it would not have fit him. <laughs> no. He was probably about a 2X and you're like a, an extra, extra small. small. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a huge range of mass that that shirt Maybe would need to acquire. Maybe it was for someone else. But I yeah. But I, I think he just wanted the the shirt itself. I don't know. But yeah. So you, you lucked out on that. It was the only one that I even saw sitting over there. So Yeah. It was the last one at the time we were there. Yeah. So anyway, um, and then of course you always make friends in line when you wait that long. Yes. Um, we ended up meeting two really cool guys. I don't remember. They were from California actually. Yes. Yeah. They were kind of around, around that area, mm-hmm. I believe, or the, the sort of the San Francisco area ish. Cause they said they went to Comic Con all the time. Yep. Yeah. Um, but the one we remembered the most was Corey because um, he looked just like Will Ferrell. Yeah. And I and was afraid to say anything to him about it, but then he brought it up. <laughs> yeah. And then he started doing impressions, which was the best. Yes. And then I looked at him and I said, do you ever just want to go, milk was a bad choice. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So he, he was very cool about it. He's like, hey, he's like, why? You know, he's like, just go with it, you know. And, and it was really cool. And so he does, uh, he'll actually dress up and he showed us his elf oh, costume. Yeah, 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 he did elf which was really cool yeah. but um the best part of meeting people in that way especially if they end up being good people is um that Corey and his friend did um when we got up to the register they even told us we're also out of the han and carbonite pin yes that's right and we were did. like seriously <laughs> yeah. so now we get none mm-hmm. why don't we just put all the stuff you know like <laughs> um, right and um and then Corey called us down to the end and said, no, it guys, wasn't Corey. It or was, I'm sorry. I think his name was John. It was his friend's possibly, name. Yeah. But anyway, John said, um, Hey, they've still got a few down here. And we were yeah. like, Oh, awesome. Yeah. But you know, he didn't have to do that. Right. Right. So, but it was, it was very cool that we talked to him. Otherwise we would have walked away without any pins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we were able to show them our receipt, let them, you know, kind of point down or whatever. And, you know, and they did the same thing to Corey as well. So Corey yeah. was able to, uh, to show him the receipt and, and we were able to actually walk out of there at least with, uh, one of the exclusive pins. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, and then after that, um, 
let's see the first day i mean we did a lot um, yeah that i mean that took up a lot of time just doing uh those two things and i don't you know i don't remember much else that we did besides maybe we checked out the rest of the floor i yeah i did go and get my lando pin from the think geek stand while you were in line i remember taking a quick break to go do that so and I remember at some point we split up because I got pictures of Roxy and you weren't with me. I thought I was with you. I thought I just had you take those pictures. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Um, because um, he did also help me get a picture. Um, I call it the sexy Jabba picture. <laughs> that was, I believe that was a couple of days later, but yeah. Oh, yeah, you see, did the whole... I had on my phone that it was that day. Uh, maybe it was. Maybe but I'm just not remember. There was a, a a prop set up of that scene where Jabba has Leia um, dressed in this slave yeah. bikini, laying beside him. Yeah, it was. It was essentially the uh, sideshow collectibles had their life size Jabba the Hut there. Okay. Yeah. And, and um, so there was no Leia the sitting there. They just had <laughs> so the pillows. Up so I was like, well, obviously the pillows are here, <laughs> yep. so a girl can lay here. Yep. And so I, you know, totally did the the Leia pose, like I was wearing the bikini, but I wasn't. Um, and it was fun. Uh-huh. And he noticed they had water in the thing Jabba was holding. Yeah. Well, it it was where his little frog bowl thing there yeah. that I was like, oh, I'm going to get but me one. But there was no <laughs> salacious crumb. No, there was no salacious but crumb. Anyway. Um, and then I also um, remembered that um, I did not know that there was this whole underground world of R2 builders that also yes. do obstacle courses against each other <laughs> yeah, yeah so we watched that for a minute yeah watching people actually uh control the the r2 units and try to get them through the obstacle course to they were racing each other yeah but no the r2 builders club is uh it's a very big and, and known club just like the 501st or the uh the rebel legion okay then i'm just not or the mando mercs don't want to leave them out too oh okay yeah <laughs> Definitely don't want to leave out the Mando Mercs, but yes. So, so the, yeah, they did. In fact, that's what they mentioned was that uh, they, if you remember, for that panel, the Force Awakens panel, they showed some of the new astromech units that were built by guys that they had hired from the R two Builders Club. That's right, because they brought out um, two guys that they hired, and they're R two. Yeah, it was an R two, right? Yes, R two came out, and then BB eight came out and circled R two, which is really mm. cool. Yep, BB eight yep. so cute, and they were all chirping at each other, and JJ's like trying to talk. And he's like, "Hey, can you can you quiet down?" For me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> and I, I know it's weird, but for some reason too, JJ kind of reminds me of Bob Saget. But Bob Saget, you know, I see that a little bit. Yeah, ain't the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> JJ seems like well, a nicer guy. But anyway. Um, the other thing that I remember about that day was um, I had not heard of R2KT before. Yes. Yep. I, I explained what R2KT was to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, so they, had, um, they had her set up and, over by um, the um So have you wheels. explained that yet? I, I think everyone kind of knows what that is. Okay. I don't really want to bring yeah. everybody down. So Sorry. I don't want to go too much <laughs> into it. But yeah. But it was adorable. It's yeah. pink. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's a, a pink R2 unit called R2KT. And essentially, it goes around, uh, for, you know, it visits hospitals and kids with uh, uh, brain cancer, I believe. So, but yeah. anyhow, like I said, <laughs> way <laughs> to bring a show sorry. down. Um, Total so, Sith move. Okay, we'll go with a happy ending. Uh, not ending, sorry. Um, so, the other thing I thought was awesome was we're walking by all the different booths at the con and... Um, Michael actually plays X-Wing, which you know. Yes. Um, I played a little bit, but he's gotten way more advanced than I have at this point. Well, 
but then again, I'm not that advanced either. Eddie's <laughs> got even more advanced than me, and yeah. then there's people more advanced than him. We're all kind of noobs, but yeah, point yeah. being, we, so we like So Fantasy Flight had a, um, a, a display, I don't know, at, at the con. Yeah, and they had a little, um, little booth set up there, and they, yeah. they had some, some of their games that people were playing, and they were instructing people on how to do it and stuff. It was very cool. Yeah, and it, I liked that they had a 3D game mat that I mean, like it was like the entire mat was raised of different levels, some kind of plastic or fiberglass material, um, and then it had you know obstacles and all kinds of stuff on it. I mean, it just yeah. it was the coolest mat I've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, well, now I want to play, but I didn't have time. Yeah, we did not have time, and I even brought my <laughs> one of, or a couple of my squads up there, thinking that I might get some time, you know, because I'm like, well, everything closes at like six or seven or something like that i'm like i can play afterwards and no nope didn't have time and then was that the night that we went and saw um phantom menace and not phantom menace what am i thinking revenge of the sith no in 3D. no that night was phantom menace and uh attack of the clones and for some okay. reason we didn't go that night and i think it may have been i think you may have just been tired yeah uh, once we were jet lagged and worn out and yeah so so we didn't go that night, and then that was the night that I went to the, the podcast meetup and, and hung out with Mark for a couple hours, and, and, and uh, you kind of crashed back at the... I, I got my Carl's Jr. to go and <laughs> laid down in the bed and then texted him, guess what I'm watching? 21 Jump Street. <laughs> so while he was at the podcast meetup, I was watching 21 Jump Street. Okay, so this episode is running really long, so I'm going to go ahead and cut it off right here, and we'll pick up again on the next episode of Cloud City Casino. If you would like, you can email us at cloudcitycasino at gmail.com, which we would really appreciate. You can send us any of your feedback, suggestions, stuff you would like to hear. Or you can go ahead and tweet us that at Cloud City Casino. We also have a Facebook page. You can go and visit us there. Or you can find us on www.starwarsreport.com. And one last thing, if you could uh, head over to iTunes and write us a review it seriously helps out a lot trying to get uh, some exposure, uh, especially starting out right now for a smaller podcast. Um, and that's going to do it for this week. Uh, just go ahead and join us again uh, on our next episode where we're going to pick back up with Christine. And, uh, you know, thanks for joining us. Be safe out there, making the Kessel run. And always remember, Christy, that's your line. You're supposed to say, let the Wookiee... You're not going to say it. Why don't you just say it? I love you. I know. Really? What? Okay. <laughs>
and she's going to be talking a little bit about her experience with her very first what? She snorted oh. really loud. Sorry. Lucy, you're ruining the podcast. <laughs> you're ruining it for everybody. Oh, I need to give her her allergy pill. Probably. Okay.